Hello everyone, welcome back to Newton's Nuggets, the show where you listen to the dodgy kind of ex-magician who wears a trilby. I haven't done any magic shows for ages. And he sits with his far too sexy mate. I, I don't actually sit with him. We're in tier five or whatever it is now and we're not allowed to see each other. <laughs> tier 72. Tier, tier 82. The revenge. No, <laughs> we're not allowed now. Um, d- right, we said we were only doing a short intro here and we've already broken it. Shush. <laughs> Shush. Ladies and gents, you're back for a Newton's Nugget with me and my lovely mate, Jesse. Say hello, Jesse. Hello, Jesse. Yay! This show today, I right, I think every single one of our guests has been important. Every single one of them has a something to share with you that has been helpful and amazing. This one today is for anyone that is helping any kid through their life in any way. Now, right now, we know that pandemic is hitting us. We know there's a loads of parents who have suddenly become teachers and we're trying to sort out the homeschooling thing, okay? This is for you guys. Please take out, I don't know, 45 minutes, whatever this is going to end up at. If I don't stop doing this intro soon, a whole hour, you're going to need that time to sit down and listen to Madeline Walgar. She is amazing. Um, To the point that, You know what? I'm not going to let Jesse say anything on this one. We're going to go to an advert now, and we're going to come straight into the interview. You can hear me and Jesse after the interview. I'll see you later. Hello, everyone. I just want to take a moment out to talk about Family Wise. They're owned and run by my friend, Kirsty Gray, who also sponsored us on our crowdfunder. So this is an advert for her company. Whether you're looking to find beneficiaries for a will or you've got long-lost family members that you're having trouble trying to find. Please go and have a look at family-wise.co.uk. They can help you in all of these situations. They have the information and they have the knowledge of how to track and trace people that you would just never work out by yourself. Ladies and gents, Kirsty Gray of Family Wise, I love their company. I've been there a few times myself and they are really, really helpful people. If you're unsure how to find somebody and you're missing somebody or you just want to sort out a family dispute, give them a shout. I'm sure they can help you. That's family-wise.co.uk. Go and have a look. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for coming back. I know you only come here to listen to Jesse, so this is the bit where we don't have Jesse talking. So if you can stand to be with me for about half an hour, you get... An amazing lady. Her name is Madeline Bulgar. She is lovely. I've seen some of the stuff that she's been doing online, and she basically helps kids and parents communicate. And I honestly think that right now, oh my word, so many parents and so many kids need this lady's help. Ladies and gents, Madeline Bulgar. Hello, Madeline. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm like no, no, so excited to be here. Thank you for coming on. I know your time is precious. I know you're really busy, and seriously. Thank you for being here. And actually, I'm going to you know, clean over and do that. Turn, turn the heater off just in case it annoys Jesse later. Okay. Um, Madeline, my first question and possibly my most important question is, who are you and why should people listen to you? Yes, excellent question. Okay, so as you said, I am Madeline Morgan and I am known as the strong-willed child whisperer. So I am a parent coach and I help mums, I also work with dads, you're going to hear me talk about mums lots, but I do work with the dads too. I help mums to understand and reduce those really sticky, challenging moments with their kids. 
So children throw huge tantrums, children who want to really control what happens and fight you, uh, whether you're leaving the house or getting dressed, or children who hit and kick and bite and all of those challenging kind of behaviours that we see in these tenacious small children. Um, I help mums to understand that and reduce those moments so they can have more connected time with their children. Ah, oh, that's right. Okay, I'm going to put a disclaimer into this Newton's Nuggets. If I mention any of my knowledge about parenting, I'm obviously not talking about my own daughter because she's getting to an age where she's big enough that she could kick my backside now. Um, <laughs> so, so just to be safe, just in case she hears this one, I'm not picking on her at all. And actually, do you know what? I, I We've had a good run on parenting because my daughter has been so very good. She's coming up to teenage years now. Um, she wants to spend a lot of time on Xbox and chatting to her mates now, and I completely get that. But she's been brilliant. I, I, I seem to recall we had to use the naughty step approach once, and and she worked out very quickly that it's so boring out there. She doesn't want to be set out there anymore. Um, but some of the things that you were talking about just then, the, the kids that oh, I nearly said go berserk. Then that was wrong. The kids that lose control because they're suddenly going out for the day. And, and you look at other parents and you think, well, my daughter didn't do that or wouldn't do that. So what has happened there? What's, what, in your experience, what's being done differently between their kid, my kid, another kid, that means that child wants to lash out just because we're going out to a picnic for the day. Whereas my one goes, I love the idea, let's go. Yeah. Okay, so I love that question. It's so, so important. I love that we're starting there because what can happen, right, is that with children is that there's this society link immediately between a child's behavior and what the parent's doing. That is not necessarily true, right? Because you wouldn't necessarily say, well, how come Jesse likes going to the park but Paul doesn't, right? Because actually our little people are completely, they're different humans, right? So the first thing to say, if you're listening to this and your child does fight you to get out of the door and maybe your friend's pet children don't it is absolutely not your fault right each child is different each child has different needs um and so it doesn't mean that they're a bad kid I have I have lots of parents who come to me and they say my child does this thing but they're lovely and I say I know that right I know that your child is lovely and I know that you love them and they're amazing and they're having a challenge with this little thing and that's okay that doesn't mean something about them as a whole child or their whole personality. Or it certainly doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong as a parent. I know lots of mums and dads say to me, I'm really worried I messed this up in some way. Like my friend's child, they just leave the house and it's not an issue. What did I do wrong, right? It might not be that the parent's doing something wrong. It just might be that that child needs something different from them, right? I love they have that. a different personality, yeah. And, and it's so right. I, I do not have the same personality as Jesse. Okay, people love Jesse for their reasons and people love me for completely different reasons. And hopefully most of them like both of us. But you're right, no kid's the same. So if I put two, my daughter and another kid next to each other and did exactly the same things, I could still get massively different results. Yeah, absolutely. And you all, you called, you heard me say that I'm known as the strong-willed child whisperer, right? The words strong-willed means so many things to different people. To me, it means they're tenacious, they're determined, they're a future leader, right? This doesn't mean they're a bad kid. They just have like, they are determined, they know what they want, 
right? They know what they, and, and they may have slightly special, they might have a sensory challenge or they may not, right? But one of the things that I love about the work that I do is that it's really interesting, actually, you said to me, well, why should we listen to you? And I think that's a great question when you listen to people on the internet, why should I listen to this person, right? Because everyone's talking on the internet. Yeah. My background is in autism. So I have worked with some children who are incredibly challenging their behavior. I have been in the trenches and worked with some behaviors that have been incredibly challenging for me. And I've had to really work through like, how the heck do you stay calm when you have a child who's throwing scissors at you? Or how do you stay calm when a child is tantruming for three, four hours, right? And so I think it's important to say that, that as a coach, I'm someone who is talking from experience rather than someone who's talking from a textbook. Um, because I, I so don't want to be, a parent doesn't need me to come in and go, well, you need to be calm. Because most parents come to me and they're like, I know to be freaking calm, Madeline, but that's like a million miles away from what I actually feel. Like I want the ground to open up. I want it to swallow me whole. I want my child to like be ejected from the room. Like it's not how they feel. So someone saying, well, be calm, isn't going to help them. What they want is they want, I want to know how to actually know how to do that. And that for me, that's my superpower is actually helping a parent go from what the heck do I do? This is a nightmare to actually being able to be calm in the face of incredibly challenging behaviors. And because I've, I've, I've trod that path myself. Mate, and you're so right. And you, you mentioned that incredibly challenging behaviors. Right. I know um, I'm going to I'm going to count in my head now and not say any names out loud because that would be wrong. Neither of uh, six kids that are on the autism spectrum somewhere now i say that carefully because i don't think we will ever fully work it out okay and actually every one of those six kids are amazing there is something about them that is just amazing um and and you see some adults who go i can't deal with this one because they're this and it's like well hold on have you talked to him about it they go no i told him what to do Oh, you don't want to do that with him. What you want to do with him is you want to actually chat with him about the choices and why we're making those choices and which ones you think are the best, but he's got to make a choice out of these options. And then he'll make the most intelligent choice he can possibly make. And it's so funny because this one child that I'm thinking of, me and him get on brilliantly because I talk to him like he's a grown adult. And he, he said to, he's turned around to me before and he goes, Paul, I love it when we have days out with you. And it's like, thanks, mate. I like going out with you too. And he goes, yeah. And then just holds my hand and walks along. And it's, it's lovely. Um, but I've seen other intelligent adults not be able to control the way they deal with him. Yeah. And, and it's certainly harder when you're with a child, child 24-7, right? Oh, so that's yeah. definitely because there may be parents listening and thinking, yeah, well, oh God, yeah, sometimes I get really frustrated with my t- child, autistic child. If you're listening and that's you, that is okay. Like you're human. You're so allowed to feel frustrated with your child sometimes, right? Um, it's much easier to come in, right? Um, but yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. we, can, autistic- we, can, we can love our kids 24-7, okay? But we don't have to like them 24-7. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we're allowed to go, do you know what? You're one human being and I'm another human being. And right now we're not getting on. <laughs> and and yeah. it's okay to understand that. Yeah. Um, I love that you work within the autism spectrum as well. That's awesome. Um, okay. So, 
See, I'm now thinking of specific kids and I'm trying not to do that because I want to keep this as general as possible. And I don't want to spend, you know, three quarters of an hour of your time just helping me understand one person. Um, <laughs> I'd love that. But I, I think those kids are amazing. So, OK, let's deal with, if we can, the way to get the child, the one that we spoke about earlier, when when you said just get, when I said getting a kid out the door to go for a picnic, which in my heart should be an amazing and fun thing for a family to do it should be different it should be a bit of an adventure we're going to go do something stupid and we're going to sit on a blanket for a while and we're going to talk about nature and we're going to look at trees and stuff nearly needed a bleep from jesse then that was quite good if we've got that kid who you think is going to be excited about this and it suddenly turns into almost fisticuffs over getting in the car where do i go what do i do yeah, great question. And I know lots of people will relate to that because because here's the thing, that kind of challenge is on the rise at the moment in this the context of this pandemic, those kind of behaviors in terms of children tantruming, children resisting, being asked to do things is I've, I've never been so busy in my work because lots of parents are like, oh, you never did this before. And now you won't leave the house. Right. So there, there is a reason. Why? And let's talk about that because it's really, really important. But there's two things I really think are so important to say right out the gate for any moms and dads listening, which is the first one is um, it's absolutely not your freaking fault if your child is doing this. Right. Because that is so often I have actually don't think I've ever met a parent who's never had that thought. Right. Okay. Which is like, oh, my God, I must have done something wrong at some point. Yep. Maybe I said it yep. wrong. I didn't prepare him right or I raised him wrong. It, it's absolutely not your fault if you're listening. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, is that this is happening in so many houses at the moment. But what happens is, is because uh, a mum or a dad might be thinking, well, I did something wrong here. We're not sharing to the true extent of what's happening in our house with our other fellow parent friends, right? Which means that there might be one mum who's struggling and their child screams for three hours and will not get in the car in the morning. And they might say something like, oh, yeah, Harry, he was a little grumpy this morning, right? But they might not say, actually, he screamed for three hours. I had to fight him into his clothes until he was screaming and I cried on the floor with him, right? Because we're thinking, like, that maybe we failed or we messed up. And so we're not sharing completely honesty, in an honesty, the real extent to which it's happening, which means there are lots of people who think they're on their own in this challenge. Right, which is one of the things I love to do is to come on and talk about these things because it creates conversations between people. It creates conversations to say, oh, my child struggles with this or actually my child bites me sometimes or my child struggles with that. But there isn't a huge amount of real authenticity about those struggles because of the first piece, because we're thinking maybe we did something wrong. And so I just think those two pieces, if anyone takes just anything away from listening to the, this this podcast I hope this that they hear that they're not alone yeah. and that, that it's not their fault and I just think those are two really important things to kind of say right out the gate before I answer your question specifically but do you know what, <laughs> do you know what? it's that it's that social media thing isn't it people will only post the good points yes I yeah I talk about this on my social media a lot because <laughs> it's it's kind of almost toxic there's yeah. there's there's yeah. a lot of perfectly manicured photos uh, we talked about this a lot in my in my group over over Christmas, like lots of like perfect pictures of the children by the tree. And we all know it was like that way for one second. And that probably took like 57 takes. 
and screaming at your kids, sit down, right? Smile, or whatever it was. Everyone's just looking happy. Yeah, jumped chaos. off the tree and, and the dog flew up off. The, yeah, yeah. Yes, and that's okay because if we're aiming for some sort of perfect, you know, this perfect picture of parenting that doesn't exist, doesn't freaking exist, right? So we want to find a way to embrace the more messy sides of our parenting, the bit that does look sometimes where we lose our cool or we don't know what to do. Like we're allowed those pieces of ourselves. We're human, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's human interaction, isn't it? But we, we all seem to think that because we made this child that we should have amazing control of it. And they're gonna, it's all going to be fluffy and it's all going to be pink and it's all going to be cuddly and, and there's going to be care bears involved. And that's it. That's it. That's all that happens when you're a parent, yes. right? Right. And that suddenly you should know. it's like I should know and and that's that's a real barrier for a lot of mums who come and work with me is they'll say I wish I'd called you two years ago or I wish I'd called you six months ago because they were thinking I should I should be able to work this out it's almost like that society's taught them that you should be able to work this out just because you gave birth to them it's not true you're allowed to get help so I I, that's really important as well that that it doesn't mean you failed if you're struggling to get your child out the door, you're allowed to go and have a little help with that. Just like if you if you wanted to learn, I don't know, a language, you'd go and have someone help you learn it, right? Yeah. You're allowed to it. be a learning parent. In 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 the eight to nine months that we knew we were about to have a child, nobody said, here's some lessons. You're gonna learn everything now. <laughs> no, but they'll they'll teach you how to you get like professional help like running up to the birth right so like we're going to help teach you how to birth da, 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 da. Gonna, then we're we'll make sure this important bit right after that nothing keep it alive yeah. now you're on your own but that's generally what happens with professional support it's like right up until the birth someone the other day they referred to me as a doula of parenthood and I freaking love that because I was like yes that actually speaks to how there isn't that kind of support after the birth you know and there is obviously people like me exist but people don't know that I exist a lot of the time people are like you do what (laughs) right when so so um uh, I have to be careful with this one as well um my daughter is 12 and a half and she's brilliant she's one of the best things that ever happened to me and I love her to bits but before I knew I was going to have a kid I didn't care about taking other people's kids, didn't want to play with the children all the time. I wasn't a child-friendly person. I just, it wasn't me. And neither was my wife. Um, But weirdly, our main circle of friends, so we've got like five close couples that are really good mates, and we've all had kids roughly the same ages and things like that. And and we've got from one group, one couple have got three kids, all the way to one couple that have got none. But we can help out with each other's kids. But all of the other girls in that circle were nursery teachers and they understood children and they understood the bottles and what what measures to use and what heat and stuff. We didn't have a clue. We were the only couple that had no clue whatsoever. And the funny thing is now that if you talk with my little girl and, and if me and her have an argument of some kind and she'll go, well, what are we doing about this, Dad? And I'll turn to her and go, don't know, mate. I'm making it up as I go along. And she goes, yeah. And I'm like, but the nice thing is, so are you. You've not done this before. I've not done this before. Let's just try and work it out to be the best result for both of us. And you just see her go, yeah, all right, Dad. We can do that. And we work through things together. Um, but then saying that, my God, I'm so glad I had those friends around me when when 
my daughter was born because they helped me out so much. It was ridiculous. (laughs) (coughs) But yeah, I will happily admit to my daughter, I I haven't been a parent before, mate. I don't know what we're doing. Isn't that, that's that's the freedom of letting go of this idea of needing to do it perfectly. So isn't it? It's like, I I often will say to the mums that I work with, I'm like, let's give yourself permission to be a learning mum, not a perfect one. To be one who's like- That's nice. Yeah, it's like, to be one who's like, on a journey of like oh oh okay they're doing this new thing like cool like how are we going to work this out and that's one of the things I like equipping mums and of course the dads that I work with which is like let's give you the tools to see your child doing new behavior and get curious about it right work out why your child is doing it and because each child's going to be doing it for a different reason right so and um, there might be a child doing it not wanting to leave the house because they're it's a need for control for them or there might be another child who's doing it because they want attention right and so what I am training mums to do is to work out the why because if we can work out I like to call it being a curious detective of your child if we can work out why your child is doing it then we know what to do in order to feed that fundamental need that they're expressing in that moment in a more positive way with them but each child's different right so so often I'll get questions and someone will say well, if your child's hitting, what do you do? And I'll say, well, I don't, I need more information. And also the reason why your child might be hitting is very different from her child, right? So it has to be tailored. We have to understand that each child is an individual, just like you're an individual, Paul, or Jesse's individual, right? You wouldn't be doing it for the same reasons, most likely. So we have to help the mums to be detectives for their children and the dads. And that's not a skill that we get taught. I love that. And your example there of understanding if the child wants control or attention, the, the dealing with those two different things are very, very different. They're very different. And very often it's really interesting because for me, um, within the model, I teach mums and dads that there's there's different cups that need filled their fundamental needs each day. And the one that lots of parents know about is attention. Right. They might be, like, oh, he's doing it for attention. You hear people say that. But the control cup, the need for control is massively misunderstood. It's massively overlooked. And it's huge at the moment. It's the one I'm talking about most because for our little people, as we're experiencing as adults in this pandemic, so much is outside of our control (laughs) that we're kind of craving more of it, which is why a lot of children are resisting us more. They're battling more. they're, they're, They're saying no. They're ignoring when you're asking them to do things. They're having huge meltdowns, huge emotional outbursts. Well, a lot of that, in many cases, for children is about control. So and understanding the why is so powerful. A meltdown can appear from nothing with some kids. Right. And, and understand what you've just said there. Let's figure out why they're getting there. You could have stopped that before it even started. Yes. And I love what you said, because you said they can appear like it's out of nowhere, right? Yeah. I always say to the mums and dads I work with, there is no out of the blue. Right. It might feel like that when you first come work with me, because you're like, what is doing this? Oh. Right. And I understand that frustration, but actually helping the parents to, to understand the why means you're going to see the warning signs. So I work two ways. I'm like, let's preempt it and, and make sure it happens less. And also I'll give you the thing to do when it actually does happen. Right. But we need to be looking at both ends so we can understand that your child is always doing it for a reason. They're, they're not they're not doing it. And this is the thing, it can really feel like, and if you're listening to this, it can really feel like when your child is resisting leaving the house, that they're resisting you, that they're trying to wind you up. They want to make your day more difficult. It's not about 
making it difficult for you. They're trying to fulfill a fundamental need in them. And once we can get past that, we have to look beyond the behavior, beyond what it feels like to us and understand why they're doing it. And so it sounds easy, doesn't it? Be a curious detective of your child. But actually, that takes some real mindset work. Yeah. To clear out of the way the bit of us that goes, what did I do wrong? It's like, okay, we have to get that piece out of the way. And now we have to get to a place of like, huh, okay, how come they're doing that? Let's get curious. And that takes work. That takes some hand-holding. And that's that's why, if it was easy, I wouldn't have a job. (laughs) Right? Very true. Very true. Maybe we shouldn't get... No, no. to, God, you, you, I haven't even, t- Jesse, I've done it again. I haven't even touched the questions I've written down on my pad. I'm so sorry. Um, but it, okay, that's awesome. Um, where was I going? Uh, autism. We haven't even touched the pandemic stuff yet. Okay. Yeah. And when me and Jesse talked about doing this one, um, the things that flew up in my head was parents are trying to be teachers at the moment and they're not teachers and then teachers are trying still to teach our kids in some way but they're getting railroaded all over the place and getting rules changed on them literally on a daily basis and you've then got the parents who don't want to be teachers or the parents who don't think they can do this giving themselves such high targets to hit when actually my view on this, and, and I hope you don't shoot me down too much, is I'm not a teacher, but I'll help wherever I can. Yeah, that that's definitely would be my perspective. Um, I have lots of mums who will say, well, you know, I'm homeschooling. And I'm like, well, actually, you know what? You're not homeschooling. You're parenting in a pandemic, <laughs> which yeah. means you're managing distance learning right now. But you're not an overnight teacher. Like you could, you're not trained to do that. Right. It's completely impossible. And I, and I know that there's and again, we talk about that kind of toxic social media stuff, which is that there's all these parents who are like, look at my beautiful timetable. That's every 10 minutes. I did a different activity with my child. They're not doing that. There's no way there's no child who's doing that. Right. But 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 again, we use that as a, like a, a battering rod with which to hit ourselves and think we're not doing it as perfectly as other people. Yeah, I've, just, I've got to say, no one will be surprised not. to hear that I did not make a timetable. <laughs> no, no and, and, and I don't want to bash timetables altogether. Like some children really respond to that kind of thing. But being yeah. realistic, I as I always say to the parents I work with, let's have, let's set our bar like low so that we can reach it and feel good. And then if we're doing above and beyond it, fabulous. But setting our bar really high and then feeling like, crap because we're not reaching it is going to deplete your energy it's going to deplete your motivation it's not going to motivate your child right so let's bring the bar down low I mean that's what I do to make myself run I tell myself I'm going out for 10 minutes if I make 10 minutes I'm winning but normally I'm out there for 20 minutes 30 minutes (laughs) but it's because I promised myself my bar was lower right I like to tell and I think that's really important when it comes to homeschooling like let's let's really lower what our expectations are on ourselves right let's not try and do this perfectly let's not try and be an overnight teacher you're them you're their parent and the best thing that that you can do for them is to try and keep yourself as regulated as possible and put giving yourself an impossible timetable to keep to is just going to stress you out and that's not going to be helpful to your child it's just going to stress them out you know this Um, is it um we are currently going through something that none of us have ever gone through before yeah and, and weirdly, a friend of mine, uh, a, a speaker, John Hatakawa, 
I've said his name wrong. I know I have. Um, but he he talks about people and how they deal with stuff. And he said, look, this is the first time that the whole world has gone through the same crappy thing at exactly the same time. This has never happened before. Yeah. So everyone's hurting, but we're going to be showing it in different ways. Um, okay, so the pandemic itself, in your thoughts or your experience, how is it hitting kids and how is it hitting those parents at the moment? Yeah, so hugely, is <laughs> the short answer. Yeah. And, and I think it's one of the ways I like to explain this best is, is, is just to think about how things have felt for us because our, our, our little people are humans, right? They're having quite a human response to this pandemic. But in some ways, some parents can sometimes we can sort of not, because we're in fast forward and we're like, oh my God, it's a pandemic and I'm homeschooling and I've got to get the toilet roll and make sure they've got another that, all of this kind of stuff, right? That we don't stop and think, okay, like, okay, what is, what's, what's, what's really going on here? And so, and that's why it's such a freaking celebration if there are parents listening to this. I'm like, you took the time to listen to this. I'm so excited for you. That's awesome. Because when things feel out of our control, we, we look and need more control. We, we just, we crave more of it. We need it. We need to feel like we're in control. Now, I know for me, during the first pandemic, first lockdown, even please, God, let not be a second no, pandemic. No, we don't need um, this again. We never, never we're again. done. We're, we're good. Thanks. Um, but during the first lockdown, um, I suddenly got super controlling with my boyfriend about the way that I, he packed the dishwasher. And I never cared about the dishwasher before. Now, stay with me. This is relevant. Now, he, he's very sweetly called me on it. He's like, why do you care about the dishwasher? And I realized because everything was out of control for me, I wasn't able to see my family, I wasn't able to see my friends. I could only go out the house once, which is really weird to me, of course. I was looking for places to have control, right? And so for me, I needed just him, I really needed him to put the forks with the forks. And I needed the plates to be on the right side and I just needed to have control over it, right? It's the same with our kids. They have an, they have a need for control. I, have, I like to call it the control cup. It's like a daily fundamental need our children have. Their cup is bone dry because for them, they have much less control. Everything's out of control. Like they went to school, they went back to school and then suddenly now they're not in school anymore. Don't touch your friends. You can't touch your friends. Okay, no, you can see your grandparents, but you can only see them at a distance. Now you can't see your grandparents, right? Everything has been so out of control for them. So in order for them to feel more relaxed and to regulate themselves better in the world, they're trying to get more control just so their world feels more digestible. Now, the thing that's really misunderstood about this piece is that we think it's about ego. We think our children want to be in control because they want to be power hungry control freaks, right? Yeah. That is not the case. They're just trying to find something digestible because for me, I know, and, you, and I, I hope you'd agree with this, Paul, but like when the world feels more in control, it's easier to be relaxed, right? Yeah. It's like when we all wanted to know what was happening with Christmas. Remember in December, everyone was like, make a decision, Boris. So that then we have a plan, we can make a plan. Obviously then the plan changed the last minute, right? But it helped to know that we had a plan going forward. We'd like a plan, right? Yeah, especially British people. British people <laughs> love a plan. We love, we love, a, we love a plan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's the same for our children. They need a certain amount of control. And so because things have felt out of control for them, they have, they've been the opposite of relaxed, right? They've got really tense. And so that, that kind of um, feeling is then their ability to go with the flow 
and do the thing you're asking them to do dramatically reduces because they're not able to do it. They're just desperately trying to get control over everything. So they're saying, nope, nope, not going to do that. No, nope, I don't want to do that. You dig your heels in, right? Yeah. And if we think about how many times our children hear no on a normal daily basis anyway, let alone in a pandemic daily no, right? Which is like, no, you can't go to the park. No, don't touch that. No, don't hug your friend. They hear no, 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 no. So Paul, if I said no to you, say 50 times a day, would you like it? Um, let, let's put it this way. I'm self-employed for a reason. <laughs> Me too, my friend. Um, um, but here's the, this is the even more important question. If I'm saying no to you 50 times a day, Paul, would it make you more likely to do the thing I'm asking you to do? I, I think you already know the answer and you've only yes. spoken to me today. <laughs> exactly. This is an important insight to our children. Yeah. So when they're saying, when, when you're asking them to leave the house, it isn't that they're wanting to resist you. They're not trying to wind you up. They're trying to gain a sense of control, to fill their control cup in a world that feels even more out of control than usual to them. They're like, what is going on, right? They're like, well now we're not in school like I went to sleep thinking I was going to go to school on Monday night Tuesday I got woken up I'm not going to school anymore and now you want me to leave the house like what the heck right so they dig their heels in it makes them less likely to go with us which means that we need to work to help them have a greater sense of control right and there's yeah. loads and loads of things that we can do to help them with that but it's just really important to see a lot of these resistances like leaving the house which is the one that you mentioned for through the lens of control because it takes us out of the equation right it's definitely not your fault <laughs> and it helps us understand a bit of the why which means we have more chance of doing the what which is like the things we can do to highlight the places where they can and have have control and also the places where we can make their world feel more predictable so things are less out of control for them which means they're going to relax which means their ability to go with the flow and do the thing you're asking them to do is going to greatly increase Right? which is what we want because yeah. it's going to be so exhausting for you if you're a parent who's got them at home and maybe you're trying to work at the same time and they're being resistant like that's really challenging right and the harsh thing is it's not just what we want it's what they want as well right exactly it's not actually about them they don't like the park i have lots of my mums who say that but he likes going to the park this isn't about going to the park this is about control for <laughs> in met with many many children right so there may be some parents listening and their child may be doing it for a different reason, but for a lot of children at the moment, control is a big challenge um, because their world feels so out of control right oh, now. God, do you know what? I mean, so you've made me look at some of the stuff that I'm doing at the moment because there's a, there, there's, I know you don't know me that well, but there's a part of me that just wants to pick up my little girl, wrap her in cotton wool and hide her from all of this. But there's another part that absolutely hates the fact that she's missing out on the start of teenage years with those friends that she's going to get in trouble with, that she's going to do stupid things with, but we grow and we learn from those stupid things. And, and I know it's, it's trying to make a, it's trying to help them create a path through this, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and we have to start with, with what we're modeling as well. And, and I know that, Sometimes I can feel like, oh, please, Madeline, don't tell me this starts with me because I just want you to help me with my child, right? But of course, our children are watching us all the time, right? So I very often will have a parent come to me and say, well, my child's really stressed with the pandemic and I want to help her. And I'm like, well, how are you feeling? They're like, I'm stressed, right? And I'm like, okay, well then 
this is the thing. Let's not ask our children to acquire a skill that we don't yet have, right? Because we're asking a little person to do something we as an adult are struggling to do. The yeah. best way to teach our child is to model. It is the, it's so much more powerful than telling them don't be stressed, <laughs> right? It, it, we have yeah. to show them like, well, actually sometimes I, I feel stressed and this is what I do, right? This is what I do to help, help myself. And that's okay, it's okay that I get stressed sometimes. Right. Modeling is so powerful, but that means starting with us, which is why so much of my work is around mindset, because it's not possible to um, give our child control and it be as effective as deeply understanding and shifting in our mind that this isn't about us, because it means you're going to come from a place of like real calm, real empowerment to be able to do those tools in a different way. So, so much of my work is about that mindset. And of course, that means that then we are modeling something really different for our children. Right. Because here's the thing. This is like the bigger piece that we have in a pandemic right now, which is like we are sowing the seeds for our children's future mental health. Right. So yeah. if our child is struggling and so many of them are. Let us teach them that it's OK for them to struggle. Right. And in order to show them that it's OK for them to struggle, we need to be OK with their struggle, which means we need to start by taking care of ourselves and knowing that we're okay to struggle sometimes, right? This is big work, it's big work. But I do think that that's foundational in mental health, right? The mental health challenges starts when we start pushing this under the carpet. So let's not teach our children that we're, we're gonna turn away from them when they scream or struggle at the moment. But like, let's move towards them with love and be like, I see you're struggling and I'm still here and I still love you. Like that is a huge, important work that we're doing for our children's mental health now and in the future you know Mate, you, do you know what a couple of weeks ago we had a guy dom on in, on this show and he was talking about the fact that he nearly committed suicide and and how he overcame it and by using oh. hobbies and the love of a something he, he teaches people to overcome that and do you know what what you're saying there would have helped him as a kid so much it would have helped so many other people that i've helped out who, who have suicidal thoughts and it, it's a case of look you just need to find a way to deal with your now and if we can if we can find a way together for you to be okay that's normal yeah and, and mate I honestly I think your work is massively important at the moment um right we do have time constraints so I'm oh, going to ask you. Sorry, I've been chatting. No, no, but this is this is fine. Don't worry, don't worry, because I'm I'm going to get you back for another show one day. Um, <laughs> I just haven't checked with you yet. Um, but, right, thank you. Um, the one thing that I always ask every single guest on here, the last question that I always ask them, and I hope you're okay with this, is what's your one nugget of information that you think could help everyone that listens to this? Okay, so. I've touched on it, but I just I, I believe this is the thing that helps me most. And I know that this helps so many moms and dads I work with, which is I really believe that the biggest gift we can give to ourselves right now in this pandemic world is permission to be where we're at. Permission to be feeling whatever it is that we're feeling, where, whether you're listening to this and you're feeling frustrated that your child does whatever it is that they're doing, or you feel sad about it, or you're feeling angry that the world is the way it is, you're allowed. Like, yeah. don't let the toxic positivity train tell you anything different, right? Give yourself the permission to be where you are. You're allowed to have your messy, messier moments where you feel cross, or you feel disappointed, you feel angry, you feel sad. No one is great right now. 
no one is and I just think the 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 biggest kindness we can give ourselves is just the freaking permission to be be it's okay that we feel that way I for me I always know that for myself it's the quickest way to move through it I just think that when we judge ourselves and our unhappiness it's like it's like putting rocks in our backpack and then trying to run a marathon yeah why would you weigh yourself down with more unnecessary crap that you don't need right yeah. now it's hard right now this is hard madeline thank you so much seriously <laughs> mate I know, I know we've only been chatting for an hour or so but thank you um that, i've had the best time <laughs> mate thank you right jesse is there anything that i've forgotten that i really should ask because i i just kind of taken over asking whatever i wanted today and i Seriously, I've got bullet. I've got eight bullet points written down here. I touched one of them. This is not good. Um, where do we find you? What should people look at? Where should we consume your stuff? That's a really yeah. Where can people find you? What's your website? How do they get in touch with you? I love that. How can they consume my stuff? That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so my company's called Mums Who Thrive. So you can find me at mumswhothrive.com. And if you go to mums who thrive forward slash lockdown tips, that's lockdown tips, there's a free guide that's going to give you five things that you can do with your child right now to give them control, to increase their predictability of their world. It's going to help them relax and go with the flow more. It's freaking great. It's some of the best stuff that helped the parents I work with in the first lockdown. And you can join my free Facebook group as well, which is called the Mums Who Thrive Tribe. That's just for the mums, but the dads, you're welcome to the freebie. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so my group is the Mums Who Thrive Tribe on Facebook, and you can find me at mumswhothrive.com. Awesome. And did, would you mind if we put a link up to your, your freebie? Oh yeah, I'd love it. That'd be great. Share away. That's fantastic. Awesome. Thank you so much, mate. Right. Seriously, Madeline, this has been amazing, and I can't believe how much we've talked, and I've touched next to nothing on what I promised I would ask you. So... <laughs> Um, do you know what i hope the next time we talk that the, the whole world has been got some weird vaccination that's worked 100 and everyone was happy with taking it and i really hope that we're out of this and we can talk about the normal weirdness of parenting yes yes let's hope please please fingers crossed mate fingers crossed. Yeah. thank you so much for your time madeline ladies and gents that was madeline she is awesome i love her to bits and i haven't told her that yet so thank you very much mate we're going to go to an advert now and then it's just going to be me and jesse chatting about madeline behind her back i'll speak to you later thanks this advert is all for cheryl andrews of step-by-step -step listening now cheryl is amazing she's actually been a guest on our show and i really want you to go and find her episode because you will learn so much more about her she's a coach She's a personal coach. She's a business coach. Go and have a look at stepbystepplistening.com and have a look at some of the examples and the case studies of things that she's actually been up to. Seriously, if you need help with your life, if you're not getting quite to where you want to and you don't know why, give her a shout. Go look at her website. I'll say it again, stepbystepplistening.com. Have a look and see what you think. And if you want to find out what she's really like, watch the episode. Cheryl, thank you so much for your help and sponsoring of Mental Theft really means a lot to us. Bye-bye. Welcome back, everyone. Look, right, I... Uh, 
how can I do this? I hadn't spoken to Madeline before recording this show. This show. Um, we had spoken via text, and that's what normally happens when we get a guest on here. We will open a text in a way they like to communicate. That might be uh, LinkedIn. It might be Facebook Messenger. There's one of them, but we'll pick a way that we can have a three-way communication between the guest and me and Jesse, just so we can get all the details right. And if, if me or Jesse forget to preempt them on something, the other one covers our back. Um, and, and sometimes it's just silly things like reminding them that we do video as well which Madeline was warned about half an hour before we did the show. Um, <laughs> it wasn't that long. <laughs> no, well, girl, she only had about 25 minutes, didn't she? Um, but yeah, that's it. So you guys have literally heard me saying hello to Madeline. We, we, we do five minutes before we record, which is just to go over what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, and how I'm going to introduce them. And then we start the interview. So you really have heard the first proper conversation that me and Madeline ever, ever had. And do you know what? I honestly think this could have been a three-hour nugget. It really could. That girl has got so much good information in her head, and she is so nice with how she delivers it too. Um, I know, as a parent, things are weird at the moment. I, I have a little person in my life that I love to bits and I hope we just get through this as unscathed as possible. That really is my only target. Past that, I don't care. I want to know she's healthy. I want to know she's happy. And and I hope that of all of my friends and family too. Um, but I do see things on Facebook and on other social media where where parents are trying to be so perfect at teaching their kids when the fact is you're not a teacher don't don't try to be you know just let those kids know that you care about them um and well she even talked about it if that kid does lash out at you verbally physically in any way it's finding out why is the main thing um jesse what did, what did you think of today's interview because i know you whenever we do the interviews i know that you kind of kick back you listen a lot and you take a lot of notes oh, i've never written so many notes as for this one and well there was no timings on bleeps either i don't think you had any bleeps today i had you? no bleeps today no bleeps yeah and you didn't even ask her not to swear she was no she's good no. She, but she and and her way of communicating she is so good yeah so i'd say 90% of guests on the show are through people who you've met or found. Yeah. Um, but Madeline was one that I brought along because I knew that you would both get on really well to start with. Um, yeah, that's because she loves theatre. And if you love theatre, you it could have been awesome. A, it could have been a three-hour show just on theatre. I'm yeah, glad you could, didn't get onto it. We could have gone off on one of musical theatre. <laughs> um, we, did, we, we did good. We did well. You did really well. But I mean, I knew that you would like the way that she communicates because, and I, the thing, literally, she mentioned it. The, the thing that really struck me, which I thought we've got to get her on the show, is I saw her on social media talking about toxic positivity. And I've seen, so I, Paul and I work a lot around small businesses. 
and you see a lot of it where you know you've got everything's upbeat everything's got to be positive or everything's going well and it's not reality and you you know you see a million and one different memes of different things of positivity and find your goal and go for it and all of this sort of stuff and and there's now more than ever where nobody is feeling it yeah Uh, that stuff makes even less sense and i it just struck me and was that actually i'm not a parent but it's hard enough having a dog that it's difficult to go out and see other dogs and stuff let alone having children who are really really susceptible to feeling those emotions around you um, and yeah. I've got a lot of friends that are struggling with the idea of parenting and we, we've we had people on before haven't we we had um, we had Sass come in yeah. uh, one of the really early um, interviews my word that, that feels like a lifetime ago now <laughs> I know and she was saying well you're not a teacher so don't necessarily feel you have to teach it in a way that your your t- your kids' teachers would teach it. Maybe it's just a case of, all right, we'll go and play around this particular subject, or yeah, you know, it's difficult at this time of year. But going outside and and learning biology rather than trying to learn it from a textbook together. Yeah, this is it. You can we can get away with those differences now. Yeah, and I'm I'm right. I'm a weird parent, as in I love my daughter being around. I really do. If if I thought I could seriously homeschool her in a way that she would be happy with it, I, that it would happen all the time. I, I I laughed when you were talking about it. How you said that you haven't had issues with her, and I think there's two sides of that. One is your very the work that you have done means that you understand what it means to communicate with people who have a different point of view with you things like the psychometrics and stuff that you've worked in in the past but secondly you and your wife brought your daughter up and she is a a miniature culmination of the two of you like i'm not sure how i feel about that if if i was if i was (laughs) frankenstein and i wanted to create another human being out of you and your wife i would have perfection would be your daughter she's she, mate i'm biased but i think she's awesome yeah really and that's good. that's that's it is that you're you you treat each other but there is a parent-child relationship there but you treat each other like friends colleagues you yeah know, you work together but and not everybody kind of has she also knows the dad boundary yes that, yeah. that if if she pushes too far there is a moment when i go now i'm dad yeah you screwed up but i would say and one of the things i was thinking and i was really glad that you you talked about that but then you talked about how different that could be and madeline talked about that i think about my nephews and there are little bits of both of those nephews that look like as in personalities are very much like people who aren't even the parents yeah their youngest nephews like my wife god help everyone <laughs> as because as a child that's i don't mean god help everyone that she's like my wife now yeah. but as a child she was, she was so spirited and free spirit and and outgoing which is you can see that 100 percent in him he wants to climb everything and do everything 
but the older nephew he's very quiet and introverted and wants to sit and read and and do different things and he's quite sensitive and so this one size fits all i'm going to treat them all the same why aren't you just doing it things the way that i want you know luckily their parents are great they they're very in tune with the fact that they're very different children and etc but you can see how they're such different personalities i think it's kind of luck that that your your child is just a mixture of you and your wife yes there's no reason for that being really it's no. it's so random no um and i just love everything that madeline talks about where you know if a child is misbehaving that's okay and misbehaving is almost not even a term she'd use I think it's do you know what when she mentioned the strong willed child I, I thought that's how some people describe me <laughs> I've written a note <laughs> when you were talking about children and having different ways of going about doing things I wrote a note down that those two ch children that you mentioned was me and you <laughs> I was like, yeah, two big yeah. kids, very different, both throw tantrums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we both have tantrums in very different ways. Um... <laughs> but Just it, work. <laughs> why isn't it working? Because you didn't press on yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, but yeah, yeah. And it, when we're dealing with kids, it's they're not just going to do what we say because we said it. No. If you give them a reason to, they might. Um, and it's what she said. You've got to find out the reason behind mm -hmm. the way they're acting out. The thing is, is they're not just a child. The child's mm. almost a label. They're a human being. And they're a hypersensitive human being because they haven't worked themselves out yet. And something, something I wanted to say to her and I kept forgetting to was... Um, as, as human beings, as animals, as grown adults, it's very hard to remember what happened before the situation. Yeah. You will only think of the times that someone's lashing out at you or someone's screaming at you or someone's shouting at you. Your brain will remember that because it's a pivotal moment. It's a big moment. It's a big bang of a moment. Okay. Yeah. But what your brain ignores is the whole hour leading up to that because that seemed quite nice yeah and then and then the way that she tries to dig back into okay what happened what did we do what is it let's talk two hours before let's talk an hour and a half before let's talk an hour before and you start looking at that and you go oh it was literally a pot on the boil and and no way for the gas to escape and then all of a yeah. sudden bang mate I I know. Um, I I want to get her back in one day. I really do. But I'm now concerned because we've got too many guests anyway, and <laughs> so many of them I want to get back in. I know. It keeps thinking. I th look look at the list of people who want to return. It's like, oh, yeah, we need to fit them in somewhere. It's a nice problem to have. It's a lovely problem to have, isn't it? But um, I don't know, mate. I just hope we're helping. I really do hope that the people listening to this appreciate the diverse type of people we're getting on here yeah and uh, the 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 thing with it we always say about sharing because it helps the show but this one in particular i think it helps so many parents that yeah. even if people don't pick up the rest of newton's nuggets 
then I hope that they share this and share you know the links mumswhothrive.com yeah and the um the freebie the mums mumswhothrive.com forward slash lockdown tips I'll be putting the links everywhere but and podcasters if you've listened to this one and this hits home at all go and listen to the one on SAS as well yeah because SAS did a great interview and talked about homeschooling her daughter um and it was interesting actually because it I there were so many little key phrases in there that I um, that I'm sure people will have seen by the time they listen to this because I'll have been social posting them. Jesse's going to meet on social media. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Um, which one is it? I've got to go through my massive page of notes that I've now written. Um, I can hear you clicking through them. <laughs> yeah, that was it. You're not homeschooling. You're a parent. You are parenting in a pandemic, and I thought that was amazing because. She's right. You're not. You haven't decided to homeschool your children. You haven't worked through years of growing, growing up with your your children, growing up with you, and 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 getting used to teaching them, and that being your job. Even you're yeah. literally you're a parent trying to do yet another thing on top of being a parent. And from what I know of a lot of people who who do homeschool permanently they have a network of people that teach for them yeah so they do some of the teaching themselves and they have online stuff of other teachers who teach the bits they can't do we haven't been given that what we have we personally have is a structure from my daughter's school and online learning to try and keep her on the curriculum now the fact is that is very different to being at school yeah and there is bugger all I can do about that. But we'll get through it. Yeah. Do you know what? There's going to be a whole bunch of kids that are, that for years to come are going to say, yeah, my education was messed up by this weird pandemic thing. And then hopefully they'll follow it with, we're alive. <laughs> yeah. I, I look at it this way as well, that the, the education isn't so important to learn the specific things the education is important to help the minds grow yes actually there's a question for you um where were you schooled from the years of 11 to about 16 um so i was in a school a small school in north devon Okay, small school, North Devon. So, round about and then, the... well, to start with, and then when I got to the <coughs> age of fourteen, so the start of learning GCS, the two years of learning GCSEs, yeah. I then was in Exeter, in a, right. quite a big so school. You, there. When you had to make choices, and I can remember these choices, you were given choices of which uh, careers of education you'd go down, yeah, and you'd pick core subjects. Okay, now I seem to recall I made those choices at about thirteen years old. Was that about the same for you? Because you're about... Uh, yeah. Right. The choices you made then, okay, how much do they now reflect on what you do for a living? Um, a bit. A bit. <laughs> not, not very. Awesome. My choices at that, that scary time that we were told was so pivotal and so important and we had to take it really seriously... 
I think I did art, graphic design, and geography. Yeah. I no, didn't... I wanted to do art, but I wasn't allowed. But that's and... a whole different story. Yeah, they tried to tell me I wasn't allowed as well. And now I'm a magician who talks about cybersecurity. Well, I, I see, that's what I was going to say. I was, I'll take it a step further. I've got a degree in aeronautical engineering. People can't understand why, I, why I'm not designing aircraft or cars. But in fact, what I'm doing is marketing, podcasting, photography, all of these different things. And this is what I mean by all those, the, the specific details of those individual things that I learned at school, you know, doing things like a bit of geography and then maths and whatever as you go through it 100% there will be gaps in that knowledge for your kids growing up yep yep but as long as you're stimulating your their minds enough i don't think that's so important mate oh my one i'm a qualified accountant <laughs> ladies and gents do not let me do your accounts um, I, I try and stop Paul letting, doing his own accounts. <laughs> um, no, no. You have an accountant though, don't you, Paul? I do, I do. I'm not sure I can afford them this year, but I do. <laughs> um, but I, mate, I, I'm an accountant. But even I say, don't let me touch the numbers on your business at all. Because I'll sit there and doodle really pretty flowers. And don't get on a plane that I've designed. It'll See, look pretty. Give <laughs> a break. If you're worried about the whole teaching thing when you're not a teacher, just just relax. Try to relax, and do you know what? Get them through this, and we'll be all right. Um, right, ladies and gents, our time restraints mean that me and Jesse really do need to shut up now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for coming and listening to Two Buddies chatting about an interview that they did with somebody who I think far outshines any skills that I've got. Um, I would say skills that Jesse's got, but he edits this. <laughs> no, I don't have her skills. No, no. Mate, she's awesome. She was awesome. Go go look at her website and nick her freebie and listen to this again if you need her help. Yeah. Ladies and gents, thank you so much. We'll see you next week for the next exciting instalment of Newton's Nuggets. Oh, it's a good one next week. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>